Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so we are back. Man, we've been away for about two weeks. Seems like a while there. Memorial Day and all those little holidays, and there's a race going on, NASCAR. And so we just we took a nice little vacation everywhere. We're back. There's some breaking news coming out of Travis County in Austin, Texas here. Uh, an assistant to the Travis County DA, Elena Barnes, has been arrested for... Family violence? Wow. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Family violence assault with injury. Wow, man. What's going on, Thomas Harris? How you doing? Harrison, how you doing, sir? And and we all you know what? It's been it, this is our 10th year anniversary at Central Texas Gunworks. Ten years. Man, we celebrated last night. Boy, did we celebrate. Yes, yes. And did we ever celebrate? Uh, we had a comedy show, Guns and Giggles, and we had a, I tell you, the comedians, they were hilarious. Guns and Giggles comedy show. Well, we we used to do that like four years ago, and then we stopped. You know, some comedians got a little upset, you know, because the the election, and so we had to stop doing Guns and Giggles. But we're bringing it back. That's right, Guns and Giggles comedy show. So we can get your get your laugh on, talk about guns, and come to the gun store, and it was great. It was a packed house. Man, as a matter of fact, it was so packed, people didn't want to leave. And we had to turn off the AC to get people out of the building. And we're like an hour behind, you know, hour and a half behind schedule. Get out. Go home. They had a great time. So Guns and Giggles Comedy Show. If you didn't get a chance to come by and see it, boy, you missed it. Had some free prizes people were uh, able to get. Not going to tell you what they are, what they were. You had to be there to get it. Too bad. Too sad. So sad. <laughs> Uh, and then inside the studio, we have joining us today. Welcome back, Janai. How you doing, Janai? I'm doing great. How are you? I tell you, I miss you. You've yeah, been gone so long. How do I get this down? Just pull down. Yeah, pull down. Yeah, there we and we haven't seen Janai in so long. Yeah. Welcome back, Janai. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, the mic's in front of the camera, so just move it to your one side there. There we go. Oh, there we go. Perfect. 
let me get situated here. Thank you, thank you. All right, so definitely welcome back. Let me tell you, what have you been up to? Oh, I've just been working. I'm, I moved temporarily to Cedar Park, like I said. I'm yeah. moving back downtown next month. So you, you moved, you move up north, and we, you know, you stopped coming to see us. Now you move back downtown, you know, with the, uh, with you know, those downtown folks. There, now now no, that we're getting rid of the there's homeless. There's no good-looking men in Cedar Park, so I had to come back downtown. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that you're right. That's like Williamson County, isn't it? It is. Yeah, you want to stay away from there. <laughs> There's nothing to trash in Williamson County. Just all trash. <laughs> all right. Just joking. Don't call me, please. No phone calls, <laughs> no messages. I'm only joking. All right. So we're going to talk about, uh, we, we have someone who's going to talk to us about cryptocurrency processing. You know, going to get into that, see what all that's about. Also going to talk about family, you know, family gun safety. Uh, I got a company here. They're going to break this down and talk to us about that. So we're talking, man, the Travis County uh, assistant and assistant to the Travis County DA and assistant to the Travis County DA. Elena Barnes was arrested for bodily injury to a family member. Also, we have on Skype Rob McNeely. He's going to talk to us about he's the he's the founder of uh, Tusk Cryptocurrency. Going to talk to us about that. And then we're also going to talk about family gun safety with Matt Duncan and his guests. So definitely, we're going to break all this stuff down for you today. I'm uh, going to talk about, man, our anniversary, 10 years, 10 years in business. I tell you, it's 10 years of selling guns, you know, doing transfers. And, man, I got so many files. We got to figure out what to do with them in 10 years. I don't know how other people do this stuff, but it's it's just a madhouse. Uh, what have you been up to, Zach? Same old. Same old what? Just working. How was your day? Oh, it was great. I, uh... Taught the beginner firearms safety class this morning. Nice. How was that? that? Was fun. It was uh, nice and overcast. It was just perfect. Yeah. If that sun would have been out. Oh, I was not ready. Didn't have my sunscreen. This has been a great. This has been a great week because uh, we every time I've gone to the range, it's actually rained on us, and people are always panicking. Oh no, it's gonna rain. What are we gonna do? Well, we're gonna stand here and shoot. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, we got a <laughs> really? break from you that. Still do it in the rain? Still... Oh yeah, rain, sleet, or snow. That's right. We wow. still shot. Uh, and then I had to talk people. We have a we. There was a lot of water at the gun range, so there's like this puddle of water. And oh, it was huge. It's like a little lake you have to drive through. Ah, it's not that bad. It's really. <laughs> I literally had to talk to it's six like a three people. Three inch deep lake. I had to counsel them to drive through the water. I, let me tell you, my hats off to law enforcement and you know and the fire department and our first responders for saying you know don't drown you know go around because people would not drive through this little puddle of water. You know, literally. So you guys have done your job. You know, don't drown, go around, because I could not talk them through. I literally had to go back, drive to the range, pick them up in my vehicle to drive them through the puddle. <laughs> wow, you're just the best instructor. Ever. Oh, that, no, that. no, no. I was like, oh, my goodness. Will you just just drive? Trust me. You'll be okay. Just drive through. No, I can't. My car is too low. No, you're, is, you're, is it a low rider? No, it's not a low rider. Okay. All right. The worry is actually when the water is moving, then you don't want to drive through it because yeah. you can get swept away if it's like well, three or four inches if it's moving and flowing. But this was just sitting mosquito water. water. Uh -huh, <laughs> That's all. That's all it was. And then also the United States Marine Corps. I don't know what's going on, but let me tell you, the United States Marine Corps, they come out and they're celebrating pride. They are celebrating pride. Take a look at this picture here. I'm just going to put this on the screen here. The United States Marine Corps, you know, I always suspected something when I saw those skivvies, you know, but now my it I, it's confirmed. Yeah, you Marines, it's definitely confirmed now. 
yeah, you're trying to, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, yeah, we need to discuss this. So all my little Marine buddies, <clears throat> don't send me messages. We're just, sa- just save it for the bar because we're going to discuss this along with the skivvies because <laughs> this needs to be talked about. Yeah. I'm just going to put this right here just to take, just look at this. Sounds like we got a Marine in the studio. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we just, we just need to take a look at this. You know, it all started with the skivvies and then this, you know, I mean, I, I tell you the first time I saw a, a Marine unit exercising, you know, I walked out, I took a look. I was like, are they serious right now? Is this a porn video that's being videotaped? <laughs> What's Wait, going what? on right now? Janai <laughs> <laughs> just perked up. <laughs> you got to see Marines in the skivvies, I'm telling you. We're talking cryptocurrency. We're talking about family uh, gun safety. We're talking about a lot today. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're going to bring it to the conversation Rob McNeely. Rob has online, he does online payments for retailers uh, from a company called Tusk, the Universal Settlement Coin. Uh, Rob McNeely, he has a podcast, a pod, uh, well, podcast about Bitcoin, crypto, and blockchain. And Rob's got a movie coming out, upcoming movie, Permafrost, Guns, 2A, and uh, podcasting. So let me make sure. I, I hope that I got all that stuff right. Rob McNeely, welcome to come and talk it, sir. Hey, Michael, how are you today? I'm doing great, sir. How you doing? I am doing good, but I'd like to start off with saying is Tusk isn't actually a company at all. We're a decentralized cryptocurrency project. And I always like to clarify that because a decentralized cryptocurrency project is somewhere between a nonprofit and a co-op. But we're actually not a company at all. There's no CEO, no LLC, none of that. Okay, good. Okay, awesome. And you know what? First, I, I, I want you to tell me about this movie. You have a movie coming out, right? Uh, yeah, we're actually in the final phases of filming. Um, we're doing a, probably releasing late fall, early winter. Um, it's called Permafrost. It's a post-apocalyptic movie, uh, kind of like uh, Mad Max meets Revenant. So we've literally spent our entire pandemic winter in the mountains uh, of Park City, Utah, uh, filming in blizzards. Uh, wow. So we're real excited about it. 
Okay, and so you guys are talking uh, Bitcoin, crypto, and blockchain uh, in this movie, right? Yes, sir. All right, so you're talking guns also. No, not in the movie. Not in the movie? What are we we talking in the movie? Because you're doing guns in the movie, right? There's lots of the guns in the movie, absolutely. But no, it's just a fun, um, it's just a fun feature movie that we're releasing. It's our first feature film. I'm uh, an executive producer on it and a producer, and everything else. But um, this is our first feature. We've done a lot of short films in the past, but uh, so far this is like the the big step forward for us in the filmmaking side of things. Um, and there is some overlap there because one of the ways that we're trying to and we plan to further promote Tusk is through the use of viral video. So we're doing a we're just kind of constantly taking pictures and video of stuff all the time these days okay and then tell us about uh the the website the high speed low cost crypto payments for retailers tell me what that's all about because we have a a large problem with this you know a lot of the gun stores because we actually at central texas gunworks started you know accepting payments with cryptocurrency back in like 2013 2014 and it's always been an issue and a problem uh, with us, with different companies like Coinbase and things of that nature. So tell me, what is this product you're talking about? So we created our own blockchain uh, a couple of years ago, and we're actually going through a bunch of uh, upgrades in the next two months, including a complete revamp of our front end, which will make it a lot easier for people. Um, uh, so essentially, we started Tusk uh, out of labor love. We're all passionate gun guys. Uh, and we saw the the two areas that I really like. I really do believe that the the future is uh, decentralized cryptocurrency systems. Um, but I'm also very passionate about solving problems in the gun space. And so we were able to basically say, hey, look, we're going to focus on getting adoption of cryptocurrency. So I always say, we're, you know, think of Bitcoin for guns, but instead of Bitcoin that no one's actually trying to help people and and get them onboarded and teach them about it, uh, we decided to create a dedicated cryptocurrency that was for the 2A community. Um, but unlike Bitcoin, we did some things, uh, we, we built the technology with input from the gun community. So before we ever started coding, we actually started talking to people in the space and, and learned about what the problems were that retailers and manufacturers were having. Um, and we took all that information, uh, so we made it really fast. We made it basically free for retailers. So there is no transaction fees for the retailers uh, with Tusk. So 0% transaction fees, no chargebacks, uh, unlike Bitcoin, which has really long, uh, basically confirmation times, uh, confirmation times on the Tusk blockchain are instantaneous. Uh, technically, it's on the average, it's 2.6 seconds to get a confirmation. Um, and then uh, we are never going to be able to shut your accounts down because of politics. So we say the future of money, transactions, finance, and commerce, we believe over the next five, 10 years, everything's going to be moving to decentralized systems. Um, and so we said, look, let's focus on building something that can protect the 2A community now. If anything, we're a free insurance policy against being deplatformed and debanked. And we believe with the current administration and the way things are going, that it's just a matter of time for the 2A space and gun retailers to get deplatformed. All right. So are we talking about uh, putting something in the back end of your website. We're not talking about like our actual credit card processing machine in the business, but just uh, this is something we will use to process online by adding it to the, you know, to pretty much to the back end. So, uh, yes, the first, it's like anything else. When you're trying to create a whole new paradigm, uh, there's, there's a lot of phases that we're going to roll things out. So initially we are focused on the e-commerce website, uh, website side of things because that's the easiest uh, place to start. Um, right now you could go to forgingblock.io and download a free payment gateway and start accepting Tusk with 
in a matter of minutes. Uh, Tusca transactions are supported around all the main shopping cart softwares right now. Okay, Forging Block, and what was that one more time? Forgingblock.io is a place where you can, yeah, it's, and so that's a separate for that's a separate project, but they've integrated us for payment gateways. Right. So if you wanted to accept Tusk on your website, did and you could just download a payment gateway for free, set it up, and get to accepting payments. Uh, but the the great thing is our, our mi- we're on a mission. Okay, uh, we've been in this space for three and a half years now, and we're still you know moving along. Uh, we are a no BS blockchain. We do not hype. We're not out there selling you know, illegal securities. We never sold tokens. We never did an ICO. Our focus is uh, from day one has been trying to solve a problem for an industry that I think is super, super important. Uh, and so we're not going to hype like, oh, you're going to get rich and get a Lambo in a week for, you know, doing nothing like you hear with a lot of these other coins. But those other coins don't actually have a strategy to get people to actually use them. Right. Um, even though Bitcoin and I love Bitcoin, I'm here because of Bitcoin. I have a lot of investments in Bitcoin. Um, but the fact is no one spends their Bitcoin because, you know, Bitcoin's more like a 401k. It's like an Amazon stock. No one's going to sell their 401k or their Amazon stock to buy groceries or buy gas. And it doesn't matter how great your crypto project is or your crypto technology is if no one's spending it. Um, we're not trying to be a 401k or a stock or something that's going to get you rich quick overnight. What we're focused on is trying to be Venmo to enable transactions that are, one, just affordable. Uh, I know a lot of small mom and pop shops. I'm not going to say who they are, but they're paying 7% transaction fees for credit card processing right now in the two-way space by so-called two-way friendly credit card processing. And it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and so we said, look, you don't with with cryptocurrency payments, the, the paradigms is very different. You don't have five levels of people taking a cut that are all these middlemen, as you do with the SWIFT system and credit card payments. Um, we don't need to gouge. We're not a company. We're not for profit here. We're not trying to just, you know, screw gun, you know, owning mom and pop gun stores. We're actually trying to support them and help them. And so uh, in in. Uh, cryptocurrency payments, the the retailer or the seller doesn't pay the fees, the buyer does. And the buyer, if for any amount of value, we don't have like a percentage of the sale. Um, it's a flat 50 Tusk, which right now is about a half a penny. So the only fees that you're going to pay for a transaction on Tusk right now today, and you can do this today, <clears throat> is the buyer is going to pay about a half a cent for whatever the payment is. Um, and so how our strategy is, is how we're working on it right now. We're talking to a lot of big companies and I think we, by the end of the year, we're going to have some major alliances in the two way world. Um, but the, the key is we're working with retailers to help them discount and incentivize to their customers to pay them with Tusk because it's to their best interest. They eliminate their chargeback risk. They get instant settlement. So they get improved their cash flow. They save a ton of money on fees and, and ultimately it's an insurance policy. And so I tell every mom and pop, you know, gun store out there, even if you don't care about cryptocurrency at this point, set up a payment gateway on your website, set up a free Tusk account, and just have that infrastructure there in case something happens last minute or unexpected with your payment processing. That's really good, Rob. Um, it seems like nowadays in the current political climate, uh, even if the government wants to shut somebody down like a firearms manufacturer or somebody in the firearms space, it's almost like they don't even need to do that by legislation. All that needs to happen is 
Basically, if their uh, credit gets shut down, then so do they. Exactly. And so we're just trying to create initially, we believe this will go in phases of adoption. And adoption is the thing we're focused on right now. It doesn't matter how good your crypto is if no one's using it. Um, even though in the crypto world, everybody just cares about getting, you know, sell their doji coins and, and to get rich overnight. But the fact is, we're not focused on trying to hype BS. We're actually out there trying to work with the community to solve a really, really big problem. But you're right. It's like there is no backup. Uh, you know, you're already barred from, you know, gun retailers already barred from any third party payment options, Square, PayPal, Venmo, all of them. They can't use them now because of not because of laws, yeah, but because PayPal of the terms doesn't of, allow, of those companies. They don't allow uh, basically firearms transactions, right? None of them do. Right and, and so, yeah, so they're, they're completely prohibited. And so they're, you know, gun retailers are locked into two online payment options, essentially ACH. And, you know, essentially just credit card processing. But when there's so few companies in the 2A space that do, you know, credit card processing that is 2A friendly, um, they're still paying tremendous amount of fees, you know, double, triple in some cases what they would do any other product, and which is ridiculous to me because guns are constitutionally protected in the United States. Yet they're treated like, you know, they're heroin or fentanyl dealers. Yeah, and those, those credit card um, transactions are so high, and even Bitcoin transactions, if you're buying guns with Bitcoin, then what, it's like 30 to $45 or something, right? Easily. So we said, one, you know, we built a different type of blockchain than Bitcoin. And by the way, I'm not ever going to bag on Bitcoin because I love Bitcoin. Um, but Bitcoin is high something fees. different than what we're talking it's got high fees. It's slow. It's older technology. Um, and, and there's pros and cons to it. And in another uh, life, we could spend hours just arguing that uh, and those pros and cons. And we have them, too, with our blockchain. But we felt that we wanted to build our crypto project from day one for retail mom and pop stores to use. Um, so we built it for retail from day one. So we knew we had to have it cheap, had to be as similar to credit card processing. So to reduce that learning curve. Um, and, and it had to just be fast. And, and that's really important. Unlike a, you know, a lot of these other types of blockchains that are, like I said, really great investments, right? Um, I have a lot of money invested in Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin, but I'm not going to sell my Bitcoin to buy a gun. All right, we're talking with Rob <laughs> McNeely. And we're talking about cryptocurrency. You're talking about guns and Bitcoin. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Austin's Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about Bitcoin and we're talking about cryptocurrency. We're talking about transactions. Talking about how to, you know, how to run your business and run a trend and actually conduct transactions in the business without your, you know, your credit card processors or your processors shutting you down. Because we've had this problem for years being in the gun industry, uh, trying to do payments, whether it's credit cards, whether it's cryptocurrency, and you're dealing with uh, companies like BitPay and actually shutting you down, holding on to your money, having to fight with them to get it back and all the good kind of stuff because they've changed their terms of service. Uh, while you're actually, you know, dealing with, you know, their service. <laughs> so we're talking about that today. And we're, we're discussing this with uh, Rob McNeely. And Rob, you know, what do you, what do you say to that? You know, because we've had that problem in the past where, you know, I started working with a particular service like BitPay. And all of a sudden, right in mid- midstream, they actually shut us down completely and hold on to everything. and And we have to you know, in, in heat of night, they're kind of switched to some other some other company. Well, it's it's you know it's it's not a surprise because if you look at the third party payment providers, even in crypto, they still have an underlying banking relationship, oftentimes, and so because of that underlying banking relationship, so many of these. Uh, you know, credit third-party payment providers, just like PayPal and Venmo, they just write in their terms of service that they just outright prohibit, you know, constitutional things like body armor, guns, uh, anything like that. And so even with crypto, so even when um, we wanted to go and get with third-party payment providers, uh, we actually had to look around and even look at some international partners that did not have in their terms of service a prohibition on firearms. And in fact, we talked to the top five services, and I'm not going to go into all the names, but you can clearly just go look at their terms of service, and they prohibit guns. And it's no, the language is almost identical to the terms of service you'd find on PayPal. And so that's not a surprise at all. But so we decided to partner with Forging Block, which is an international crypto-based company that helps provide integrations into um, crypto payments. And so we partnered with them, and we're going to be working with several others over time. In fact, we're looking at building out uh, right now, over the next couple of months, we're looking at building out an option that people can self-host their own payment provider. Um, and so we're going to be rolling that out to just eliminate that piece from the stack that that can be centralized. All right, cool. And then tell us a little bit about that movie one more time. <laughs> so uh, I am an executive producer on a forthcoming movie called Permafrost. And so it's a post-apocalyptic movie. Think of Mad Max meets Revenant. So we spent a, a good chunk of the winter filming in the snow, but we have NFL players in it. We have we have horses and we have sled dogs and snowmobiles and lots of guns. And so how is that, uh, that going to work? We're pretty because, excited about that. Because when I when I think of, you know, Permafrost, I think of, you know, the world is going to end and there's no electricity. How do we, you know, how do we deal with cryptocurrency? 
So in the movie, we uh, we've downplayed the that piece of it. In fact, in our movie, the main currency is ammunition. Ah, <laughs> so yeah, um, very interesting. So it's actually it's actually pretty it's actually pretty cool. We uh, I can't uh, I won't say everything because um, I'm not going to give away any spoilers. But we have hey, that's, uh, hey, that's where we're going. From... I'm telling you now that's that's where we're going right now. I can see it. You know, uh, you want you want eggs. You want a you want a dozen <laughs> eggs. You want a loaf of bread. You know how many bullets well, do you we, have? we have. <laughs> We have some really cool people in it. We got a, we got uh, some some big bad guys in the movie were uh, Corbin and Bronson Kaufusi. Um Bronson pays for the Green Bay Packers, and uh, Bronson plays for the 49ers now. And they're in our movie, so we're super excited about that. Um, uh, Callie Therene, she was on American Idol. She's in the movie. Um, so it, it's been just a whole lot of fun. And I was the gun wrangler on set, so... One of the things I had to do is uh, help kind of try to figure out the kinds of guns that we'd want in the movie. Um, obviously, we did safety briefings and things like that. We only had blanks anyway. We didn't shoot live ammunition on set at all. Um, but uh, it was a lot of fun um, doing that because, again, it pulls into my passions of uh, guns, which are a huge passion of mine, um, as well as making movies and being creative and doing content production um, and then, uh, we, we got like four days left of filming and I think there may be a scene where we're going to, you know, I'm, I'm badgering the other executive producer that we can pull Tuscan, but he's like, Oh, I don't know if it's going to fit. And I'm like, we can make a fit. Hmm. So, but, um, you, you can check that out at permafrostmovie.com. Uh, and there's a trailer up there if you want to take a look. All right. Nice. And Thomas, Thomas Harrison is on Facebook asking, uh, how you can watch this movie. Where is it going to be available? Streaming service or, um, so we're not sure on the distribution mode yet. So we're depending on when we get it edited. Um, we're going to try to get into some film festivals first. Um, and we're already talking with one possible distribution house. So we're already excited. So depending, we might actually have a small real distribution deal, or we might just do a pay-per-view on Amazon and Netflix, which isn't as hard, but we're really trying to anxious to get in some of the bigger, I'd love to get in South by Southwest for instance. Um, but there's a That'd lot a of, one. uh, the problem with a lot of the film festivals is they like particular genres and it's really political. Like yeah. if, um, we're, if we're doing like a BLM movie or something, yeah. we'd be in every <laughs> film festival and whenever one, yeah. but a lot of them don't like, like the post-apocalyptic genre. And I really do like, I'm really into that. Um, we're actually writing a script right now for the movie we're going to make after this. So we're already planning our next, Next movie um that's in the hopper um but you go go take a look at it on imdb just look for permafrost um it's a feature movie um or go to permafrostmovie.com oh yeah we're, plan uh, we're planning in the background we're planning the background right now <laughs> i think it's fun tell me what you think I, I mean there's a nice trailer it's just a teaser but um we're just uh getting up the marketing starting to ramp up because we know we're going to hopefully try to release late fall so we're just kind of getting the marketing ramped up for that you know, um, it's something about when the you know the world ends. It's something about uh, you know, what, like you said, you know, ammunition. I can definitely see that being a, a currency for sure. And and you know, Janai says, you know, sex sales. Cleavage. I said cleavage will win. <laughs> you think so? Why is that? Doesn't Someone it? Would though? rather have cleave see cleavage than trade for ammunition. Okay, so I uh, win all the time. I win every day. So a <laughs> box of nine mil versus versus cleavage. You're saying I win every day. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> you know, Zach, I, I don't doubt her. Say, I don't doubt that. Zach, 
Zach's like, no comment. My girlfriend. Ammunition is expensive right now. Okay. He's like, no comment. My girlfriend's listening. <laughs> Don't be scared. <laughs> Let us know how you feel. Tell the truth. Ammunition is gold right now. Tell the truth. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Awesome. All right. So uh, definitely going to be looking out for this movie. Uh, definitely want to take a look at this. Uh, we're looking at the trailer. We, uh, so go out to the. Tra- Where can we find the trailer one more time for everyone that's out there? Uh, you can go to you can go to permafrostmovie.com or just do a search on IMDb. All right, awesome. IMDb.com. And then your your website, so they can uh, they can learn more about the payments for retailers. Uh, where do you go for that? Sure, tusc.network. Uh, tusc.network. Um, we pronounce it tusk like the elephant. That's why we got a little elephant head, but um, but it's tusc.network. Awesome. I tell you, man, thank you very much. I'm just definitely going to look into this. Uh, myself, you know, look at you know something for me to do because I'm I'm telling you that's it, it, I I can't tell you the countless times that we've had to change processors. It happens a lot, and the and the problems we have with banks, you know, I've had a lot of issues. Uh, I've actually had an issue last year, 2020, with a, one of my credit card processes held uh, a very large sum of money, and I didn't even know it, you know. And so it, it's an issue. It's definitely a problem, and so you got to watch your processors. Because uh, they will hold on to that that cash, hold on to that money, and not give it to you, you know. And so it's man, it's an issue. Well, well, well. Unlike with Bitcoin, we'll be happy to walk you through the process. We have uh, very active groups on Discord and Telegram. Um, but you know, I'll give you my cell phone number. I'll give you my text number. You have a problem? Call me. And you know what? You won't get someone from Bitcoin doing that, right. <laughs> or a lot of the other cryptocurrencies. And, and that's what we're doing that's a little different um, is that we're trying to do outreach. I spend more time going to gun-related events than I do going to crypto-related events wow. um, because I believe that's where that's where our market is. Um, I went to SHOT Show last time, went to Gun Rights Policy Conference, went to the last NRA convention, and I'm going to be doing all those this year. I just got back from IV888's uh, gun, you know, gun tuber shoot down in Georgia two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I can tell you that's that you got to do the work. If you want people to work with you and, and, you know, use your payment system. And I think with a lot of the other crypto projects, they don't do the outreach. And a lot of they a just lot of think they're your, entitled to it. your gun manufacturers, and your gun distributors don't know, you know the, the danger that they're in, you know, because when a, a new administration comes in, that's how they're going to come at us. They're not going to come at us by, you know, gun legislation as far as, you know, banning a particular firearm. I think they're going to come, you know, that back door and say, you know what, let's make sure they can't process payments or let's, you know, let's make sure, like your movie, let's make sure we, we tax the ammunition. Let's raise that price. You know, that's how they're going to come. Well, it, we certainly know, even if it wasn't directly from the politicians, right? even though they definitely are trying to attack the second amendment any chance they can, do you think they're going to defend it? If the banks decide, you know, look at how Silicon Valley is treating Americans, right. With the deplatforming and censorship. I mean, think about it when the Silicon Valley people can literally deplatform a president, regardless of how you felt about the last president, that's pretty damning that they have that kind of power over us. And so to me, the one thing that I want, if any of your listeners that are especially in the 2A world understand the difference between a centralized and decentralized system, Tusk, our system, we can't shut you down if we wanted to. It's impossible. We can't shut your account down. And there's just like with YouTube, there's an alternative called uh, Library TV, or now it's called Odyssey. They just rebranded as Odyssey. It's blockchain. They can't shut your videos down. 
And that's the difference between these, like, you know, parlor, which is centralized. Look at minds.com. It's a decentralized Twitter. They can't shut your account down ever. Parlor can shut your account down. Rumble can shut your account down. Odyssey, Library, Minds, and Tusk, we can't shut your accounts down because we don't like your politics. And, and, and so I want people to understand that there are insurance policies out there in the crypto and blockchain space that you need to look at. You need to start hardening your whole, there's a the safe harbor domain registrar. We saw this with Silicon Valley platform. You go to epic.com with a K, epic with a K.com. Um, the CEO, Rob Monster, he's a big believer in the two, you know, one A and two A. They have a full decentralized or a full, you know, safe harbor stack for people to basically mitigate their risks of deplatforming. Um, we are working with them. They are adopting TUS throughout their platform as well. And so we got a lot of announcements that be coming forth in the next couple of months with that relationship. We are talking to a couple billion dollar gun companies right now about how we could integrate with their e-commerce platforms. So there's a lot of things coming down the pipe. And I know the executives and some of these big companies, they are thinking about it. They're looking at the technology now because they don't have a choice. But my, my soft spot as an entrepreneur too is the small mom and pops, the ones that don't have an IT department. Right. The ones that don't have big bankrolls to pay developers to build, you know, certain things. We're trying to focus on those guys first because they're the ones that are paying 7% transaction fees and they don't have any other backup plan. And Tusk can be a backup plan and it's free to set up. Right. There's no, and we, you know, it's super cheap. It's free. So Tusk.network. All right. Thank you, Rob McNeely with Tusk Network. Go ahead and check him out. Thank you, Rob. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for coming on and breaking that down to us. And thank you for telling us about the movie Permafrost. We're going to check that sucker out when it comes out. Thank you, Michael. You have a great day. Absolutely, sir. All right. And this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're getting questions about constitutional or permitless carry. And Janai, Janai has some questions about it. What kind of questions do you have, Janai, about it? I, I have lots. Liability. But first, 
So I have a license to carry. What happens? To, do I need to renew it? Do I not even worry about that? Um, because I remember one of the things you mentioned to me when I moved, make sure you change your address on that um, because you only have so many days to do that, which right. I, I didn't. And you want to make sure your driver's license and your license to carry handgun, you want to make sure those addresses match, especially when you walk to the gun store. Yeah, so I, I recommend everyone keep your LTC, keep your license to carry handgun, okay, because you're going to need that if you want to travel outside the state of Texas. All right, the license to carry handgun is not going to go away. We're still going to have that because you need it for a couple reasons. One, you're going to need it to travel outside of Texas. You'll need it if you want to purchase a gun. It's good to have it, you know, to do that yeah. gun transaction. So that way when you fill out the 4473, the gun store, you know, they don't have to uh, contact the FBI, do the background check. Your LTC oh, is okay. the background. Okay. Uh, your background check's already been done. And then also it's good to have if you stop by police. Once you stop by law enforcement, you know, your background check's been done. They're going to know, okay, well, I don't have to figure out if this person's been convicted of, you know, domestic violence or something like that. Or, or you know, you, you have your LTC, boom. It's, it's in good standing because when people walk to the gun store, we actually type in your LTC number, and they'll let us know if it's suspended or revoked. Yeah. You know, so, I yeah, okay. yeah. So it's good to have it for that. Also, it's good to have it if you're traveling within 1,000 feet of a school. Do you know if you're going within 1,000 feet of a school, you're actually violating the federal law? If you do not have a life carry handgun from the state that you live in. So I don't know how often you travel through school zones, but you're violating that federal law. So it's good to have your LTC for that. And also, it's good to have your life carry handgun when you're walking on private property. You're going into someone's business. You want to be on private property. You want to have your LTC. Because with your life to carry handgun, you walk into someone's business. They have a sign posted that says no guns are allowed, like a 30.06, 30.07, or the 30.05, which is going to be created because of permitless carry. The 30.05 sign, which means a person without a license you know, can't carry a handgun. They post that sign. When you have your LTC, your license, you can say, oops, my bad. I didn't see the sign. I have my LTC. Without an LTC, you're committing a crime. Oh, wow. So it's okay. good to have your license. Yeah. And do you think it's good from a, from a liability perspective? Let's say hypothetically you have to use your firearm and you go to court and you have that license as opposed to just doing permitless carry. Do you think it will help your case? I think cost? it's I think it's good to take the class because the class and what, you know, is taught in the class talks about use of force and daily force. Uh people that carry are going to walk out their doors come September the 1st when permitless carry goes into effect. By the way, constitutional carry or permitless carry will not go into effect until September the 1st. When that does happen, you walk outside your door and you start, you start carrying that firearm and you use it for self-defense, just like in your vehicle right now or just like in your home right now. The amount of phone calls we get from people that have to defend themselves in their home or their vehicle currently today, and they don't do it for the right reason. They, they make, that, you know, make those wrong choices. Like some people think that you can shoot someone for criminal trespass just because someone's, you know, outside your you're in your backyard. Well, you can't shoot someone for criminal trespass. And if you do that, you you know, you're looking at committing a crime, just like the guy in Fort Worth when a young lady broke into his his home uh, his, uh, and stole some stuff from him and was running away. He ran outside, told the you know, told, tell the young lady to drop it. And so she looked at him. She dropped it and then she continued to run and he shot her. And so he was, you know, he's been charged with with murder because of that, because she dropped the property. Got to take a class and learn what the laws were, because if she hadn't, if she still had some of his property and she's running away, then he can use force, daily force to stop her to get the property back. So but then it changes. Does it matter what the property is? 
All right. Well, let you know what? Let's bring some people into this conversation. <laughs> All right. So let's let's bring to the conversation. We're going to talk with uh, with Matt Duncan. Right. Who's hey, Matt? Pleasure to be here. Today. What's going on, Matt? And Matt's with Safer Families Firearms Academy. Right. Yes. All right. So we're going to talk about gun safety for the whole family. So, Matt, come on. Tell us about your company and what you guys do. Hey, hey. Uh, so I'm here. This is my business partner, Dean Janka. Um, and I just want to tell you, you know, real quick about where 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 this idea came from and where where we started this project. Uh, so, you know, if you if you rewind back uh, to last year when uh, gun sales were just through the roof. And I, I think that, uh, you know, all of us, you know, at least here in this room and probably most of the people listening today, uh, we're seeing, you know, in the middle of last year, just month after month, just record numbers of gun sales. Uh, and my background is I've been uh, an experience-based educator for uh, almost 20 years now. So my my background is in a wide variety of family-focused programs where uh, experience is, is the mode used to, to teach whatever it is uh, that, we're, that, we're, that we're teaching. Uh, so when I started seeing these gun sales going through the roof, and obviously I'm a big 2A advocate. Uh, I, I own guns. I've been shooting since I was a kid. Uh, but there was a part of me that, you know, had a little bit of a heart attack. And I said, wow, there's there's all these these guns going into first time buyers homes. And a lot of these first time buyers probably have kids that have never experienced a gun except for on TV or in a video game. Uh, and it, it kind of made me realize, hey, you know, there's a there's there's a, a space that needs to be filled for bringing safety, awareness, knowledge uh, into families homes. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I called Dean. He's a good friend of mine. And, um, you know, between my 20 years of, of education experience and uh, Dean's been competitively shooting since he was a kid. He was he was also a Marine uh, and he was a firearms instructor when he was when he was in the Marines. And I said, hey, man, let's let's put together a program that really teaches families from the ground up who have just purchased their first gun how to be safe, how to store it safely, uh, and how to shoot well. Uh, and so we we put together uh, what is a full-day class uh, that is is for the entire family. And right now we're focusing on kids 10 and up. Um, that's that's mostly because, you know, we want to make sure that the uh, that the learning environment that we're creating is, is safe and productive. Uh, so we, we bring together entire families to have a conversation about, you know, why do we have guns in our homes? How do we use them? How do we store them safely? Uh, you know, mechanics and drills. Uh, we use really high quality replica BB guns that, you know, work and function just like real guns. That mm -hmm. way, when we're in the classroom, we can be running drills and trainings uh, and showing these both kids and adults, you know, how do we properly handle these? We, you know, we make people walk around the classroom with these replica guns, making sure that they're practicing, you know, where, where do you keep it pointed when you're moving? Uh, keeping, oh, thank you, <laughs> keeping, you know, keeping your finger off the trigger, uh, you know, all the, just the basic mechanics of, of handling guns. Uh, we want to make it something that's normal, something that's approachable, uh, and also something that's fun. We do, we do. Yeah. We also do live fire. Um, thank you. Yeah. We, we, we do take these families out to the range. Um, you know, we encourage the families that come to our classes to bring the guns that they, that they recently purchased that they already own. Uh, and we also have, uh, a number of, uh, we, we use, uh, GSG fireflies, which are, uh, it's a 22 caliber, version of what's essentially the sig 226 uh and we use these to teach kids how to how to properly handle and shoot uh and they're you know they're great it's a lot of fun um you know we're, we're out on the range teaching people you know our favorite hobby uh and it's 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 an absolute blast all right and then janai you were what were you gonna ask you because you were asking something before I, I switched to him you remember what it was oh I, you said she dropped the 
the whatever she had grabbed, and I said, "Well, doesn't it matter what she stole? Like, you can't just shoot right. someone for stealing something, you know, minor, right? Right? So you, yeah, and right. So the law does say that you want to make sure that you know it, you know, that property, can, you know, can it be replaced by any other means? If you can be replaced by any other means, then you might want to, you know, yeah, like weigh if your, someone your just had there. my hairbrush in their hand, I can't shoot. Is it them. worth shooting a person exactly. over that? Exactly. So because yeah. because that's a very expensive bullet. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a twenty thousand dollar bullet. Once you pull that trigger, it's not like it is when in this post-apocalyptic movie there, uh, where it's we're trading ammunition for you know for food. But you pull that trigger, it's going to be definitely a twenty thousand dollar bullet. It's going to cost you because you're going to go to jail, fingerprinted books, being out of jail, debate yourself out of the jail, have to hire an attorney uh, j- just to justify why you shot them over the hairbrush. Yeah, <laughs> I get asked that all the time. Really? Yeah, people. A lot of people that I talk to about, you know, you know, because I carry and we get on a gun conversation and everybody just thinks, oh, yeah, if they're on my property, I can shoot them. And I don't I, there won't be a jury. There won't be any criminal charges. And I explained that's when I mentioned Texas Law Shield to them. I explained, no, that's not the way it works. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that's kind of why in 2020 murder surge, you know, has surged. Actually, it was like the largest increase in violence, you know, since the 1960s, because, you know, kind of what you said, a lot of new people to the gun community, new gun owners, you know, right. they, they in 2020 went out, bought these guns and didn't get any training whatsoever. And now we've had a large surge in violence yeah, because absolutely. they're not understanding the laws. They're not le- understanding use of force and daily force, what they can, they cannot do. Uh, and they've been people have been charged with crimes just just over the permitless carry, the constitutional carry. You know, when people start discussing this in the news, you know, we've gotten so many phone calls of people thinking that it already passed and they thought they can walk out the door and carry their gun and realize they can't. And now they've been charged with crimes now. So you got you have to take a class. You've got to learn what the law is, because you know, people all your little Facebook friends are going to sit back and laugh at you. You know, once you've been charged with a crime, I have a friend that literally. Um, went to the airport with a gun and now is facing. And we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Jack Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about family gun safety. We're discussing this with Matt Duncan and Dean Jenka. We're talking about gun safety for the whole family, not just for mom, not just for dad. We're talking about everybody. For the infant, too. That's right. You you never know, because sometimes, you know, I'm not going to, I like to, I'm not going to tell you where I like to put my guns, but anyway. All right, so, uh, you know, Janai, you're killing me right now. (laughs) <laughs> you, are. you missed me, didn't you? Yes, I missed you. I missed I, you. I know Zach missed me. Yes, he missed you for totally different reasons. To why I missed you. <laughs> All right, so Matt, tell us about uh, tell us about your company one more time, and why'd you guys choose uh, the focus on the family? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we chose the focus on the family based on you know just the increasing number of sales that were going to new gun owners who had never purchased a gun before. Um, and as somebody who has been focused on family education for, for t- almost 20 years, uh, I realized that a lot of these guns were going into homes that had kids uh, that had never experienced a gun before outside of you know video games or movies and TV. 
Uh, and, you know, for me, being somebody who grew up with guns, you know, I, I, I was raised in a, in a household where uh, conversations about guns were normal. We had guns in the house. Uh, we used them. Uh, you know, we, we would take them shooting. We would, it was a family activity. Uh, and for a lot of families who were just purchasing their first guns, that's not new. That's not the normal for them yet. Uh, and so that's really what we've we've you know created this company to focus on. Uh, and our main focus is you know we we do family uh, uh, training and we also focus on training for new gun owners, people who are just starting out. Um, but the thing we're most excited about is our family program. Um, and you asked me another question, and I I already forgot what it was. That's right. <laughs> and then so and how do you get the kids involved? Yeah. So uh, our our program is is we we move through a lot of different parts throughout the day. So, um, you know, the, the the beginning of the class is um, getting the families to talk together, have conversations about, hey, why do we keep guns in the house? Why is this important to us? Uh, we want to create conversations and bring transparency between the parents and the kids so the kids know, hey, this isn't just some scary thing that mom and dad keep locked in the safe. This is something that we use to protect ourselves, something that, um, you know, it's a tool for us to use, uh, you know, for our own safety. And we don't want that to be a taboo. We want that to be a, a conversation that the whole family is having together. So we start our classes with those conversations. Uh, and throughout the course of the day, we we talk about different types of guns, how they work, why they do the things that they do, you know, the, the mechanics of them. We want to take that kind of scary element of, um, you know, that uh, we've noticed especially a lot of women have of like, I don't want to touch this thing because I think it might go off in my hand. Uh, so we really talk about how like the mechanics of guns and how different types of guns work, what those different action types are. Um, we break it down. We make it easy for, you know, you know, kids to understand people who've never held guns to understand how these things work. Uh, another big part of our class is creating emergency family plans. Uh, and we encourage our students, families uh, to bring in uh, layout maps of their houses and we work with them. Uh, and and a lot of a lot of the stuff for this section comes from Dean's experience in the Marines. Uh, and we teach families, hey, how do you create an action plan in your house for whether it's an intruder in your home or if there's a fire? What are your what are your you know family emergency safety words? What's the plan? What do you do? Uh, you know, we even go so far as you know who's in charge of grabbing the dog and making sure that the dog stays restrained if you know if the police are coming. Uh, you know, you don't want your you know hundred pound dog uh, getting excited and running out uh, you know to to a bunch of police officers that are responding to your house. So mm. you know who's in, who's in charge of that? Your dog's part of your family. You have to be responsible for that as well. Uh, and we also talk a lot about you know handling and storage and. Uh, we, we make it fun. We, we do, uh, you know, sometimes it feels weird to call them games, but we do do games in the classroom. Uh, they, they look a lot like drills. Uh, the drills that most of us are familiar doing, uh, you know, is dry fire drills. Uh, but we, we kind of gamify them. We make it fun. Uh, we work together as, as families, we work separately as adults and kids. And then when we go out to the range, uh, we have kids practicing on, uh, 22 caliber handguns that, you know, we, we provide, uh, 22 is great. I think, I think most of us know the merits of, of 22. It's a great little round. Uh, but one of the other things that I like about, uh, training kids on 22 is that it tends to have a lot of issues with, you know, misfires and, and failure to eject and failure to feed. So it really gives, uh, kids from, you know, from a young age, an understanding of how do we safely handle and manipulate this firearm, even if something goes wrong with it. Um, and you know, usually when, when you step up to bigger caliber rounds, those, those problems disappear. But I think it's important personally to start training, uh, on what could, what could happen, what could go wrong. Uh, so you know exactly what to do, you know, whether you're on the range or in the heat of a scary moment. Yeah. And, and Janai, you, you yes. know, you, you have a lot of friends that, you know, that will ask you questions about, um, 
you know, defending themselves in the home and, and what yes. would you do and things of that nature? Mm-hmm. You know, so what, what are some of your experiences with, you know, well, questions that people that ask you? Uh, most, most of my friends assume that uh, if some, if there's an intruder or if there's someone on their property that they can shoot and there's not going to be any sort of trial that it's, they won't have to defend themselves in terms of uh, litigation of any sort. They think that's it. I shot them. They were on my property. I'm done. Now, do you guys get into any of you know what happens after bang after you fire that shot? Yeah, we do. Um, and uh, actually, I'd I'd like to to take a second to shout out my brother in law, who's a police officer uh, in Indiana, uh, and he sat down with me when we were creating this program, and I I asked him some very direct questions from a police officer's point of view of what do you want pe- what do you as a police officer want people to know when you're responding to their emergency call and you know that you know shots have been fired at the house what do you need to know what should these people do to prepare uh so that you know the the police officers who are responding feel comfortable uh so that you feel comfortable and that you know nothing else comes out of that situation that we don't want to happen and so what is he saying uh definitely if as long as you're able to uh you know store those stow those firearms away make sure that your hands are empty uh when you are on the phone with 911 make sure that you give them a description of you know, who you are and what you look like, what you're dressed in so that they know, okay, when I, when I come up, you know, the guy in the, in the white shirt and jeans, that's, uh, you know, that's the person who made this call. That's not, you know, the guy who we're responding about, um, give them, you know, as much of the the situation as you can, uh, describe, you know, what are you going to see when you come into the house? Uh, things like that. All right. And then that's important because, uh, there was that shooting that happened on, on, was it April the 20th? Um, Read uh, when they read the George Floyd uh, verdict, uh, there was a, a young lady called the police because there were some people outside that were uh, fighting. Had a once someone had a knife and she called nine one one says she needed police there now. Well, when police got there, she ended up being outside the home with a knife in her hands. Mm-hmm. And when the police officer rolled up with lights and sirens, she ended up getting shot. The police don't know what you look like unless you tell them. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. and people have a hard time of understanding, you know, why did the police officer shoot her? Well, he rolled up in lights and sirens. You're talking about Micaiah Bryant? Yes. Uh, she was trying to stab that other girl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, you know, you have to look at, you know, what the information that the police officer has when they're arriving on the scene and what they see. You literally called the police. You said, I need police here now. You mm-hmm. know? And so yeah. they're responding with lights and sirens, and mm-hmm. she ended up getting shot. And and you know people just upset, and they just you know they're just you know just flabbergasted. How in the yeah. world did she get shot? Yeah, and and, and you, you know you, it, it, you, it's it's that as well as you know preparing the kids as well for any kind of scary situation. And you know we're we're all adults now. I'm assuming that everybody who's you know who's listening today is an adult. But if you can think back to you know those scary moments in your life when you were a kid. Uh, if your parents were around, likely what you did was you grabbed onto mom or dad's leg or or whoever was the person that made you feel the most comfortable in that situation. But in in real life, scary situations, you know, situations where guns may need to be drawn, it's really important for the kids to know, hey, I need to not cling on to mom and dad. I need to know to look for a safe space for myself where I can find cover or concealment and I can stay safe until mom or dad, uh, you know, give me a safe word that that I know that I can come out. Uh, and we're actually working right now on developing another class that we're calling the Concealed Carry Family. Uh, this is a class for people who uh, already have a concealed carry permit or are, you know, are, are, I guess in Texas will be carrying permitless uh, in the near future. 
uh, but for people who carry to bring their family to this class. And we spend time in the class talking about, um, you know, states of awareness, cover versus concealment, and making sure that kids know, you know, through through training, hey, if something scary happens, if mom or dad ever has to draw their weapon, what do I need to do? I need to not, you know, cling onto their leg. I need to go hide behind that planter or behind that wall. Uh, and, you know, by keeping myself safe, I'm helping to keep my family safe. All right. What you got? Janelle, oh, what do you know. think? <laughs> Did I just blow you away with no, all my I wisdom? Think, I think it's yes. great what you're doing. Yeah, really, I, I, do. I, I love it. I, I love it. It's great. Yeah. Absolutely. And I will certainly help spread the word. And, and Dean, you know, what, and how did you how do you join the team, the, the family of uh, protecting other families? Uh, I, I came in because I have my, my weapons instruction background from the military. And then when I got out of the military as a freelance firearms instructor, mostly for new shooters and friends and family and that knowledge. Uh, so or that that kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm used to teaching new shooters. That's kind of my bread and butter uh, since I've left the military and even in the military, too, because I was a machine gunner and a scout sniper. So. I was always teaching new guys these new skill sets. Um, but now the biggest thing is it's, yeah, it's I, when Matt told me this idea, it was so great. Cause again, I mean, a lot of families, I know, especially new families moving here to central Texas, a lot of them are transplants coming from States that maybe they didn't grow up with guns. And this is Texas. There's a lot of guns in this state. And if you're not familiar with them, then you don't know anything. And then you also might have the idea of like, Oh, if I just buy a gun, load it, throw it in my nightstand, I'm good. I don't need to worry about anything. I got a gun now I'm safe. And that's further. couldn't be further from the truth. You really right. got to train and know your weapon inside out and also how to react in those situations. So yeah. I was happy to come on and, and help make that, that happen. Even in the gun store, you know, I, people walk in and they're coming with and it, with a group, of, a family, mm -hmm. uh, mom, dad, and they want to know, you know, want to purchase a gun, they'll pick it up, they'll start holding it, and I have to come from behind, behind the counter and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to face the wall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I see barrels all day long. Oh, man, that's a nice barrel. Nice and clean. Oh, that gun's dirty right there. I see everything about it. <laughs> all right, we come back. We're going to continue talking about this. I also want to get into California assault weapons ban. Talk about Alan West, uh, the Texas GOP chair. He resigned. Talk <laughs> about guns, trucks, and cash. West Virginia. They're bra They're basically trying to convince people to get this vaccine by bribing them. Going to talk about that. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're back and let's talk about some gun news. So a federal judge overturns California's 32-year assault weapons ban. So basically, uh, this past Friday, over, the judge overturned the state's three-decade-old ban on what they call the assault weapons, which is called a failed experiment prompting a sharp retort from the state's governor. Uh, so California prohibited the sale of assault weapons in 1989. The law was challenged in a suit filed in 2019 against the state attorneys general by plaintiffs including James Miller, a California resident and San Diego County gun owner, a political action committee. And so the, <laughs> the, the California attorney general, Rob Bonta, has come out swinging. He said, you know, these weapons of war don't belong in our streets. He says Parkland was an AR-15 we used, Las Vegas, AR-15, Sandy Hook, AR-15. 
Poway, AR-15, he says he will fight this ruling. Well, you know what? You know, I'm just going to say, you know, you come after my AR-15, you're going to get my bullets first. And so <laughs> that's all I got to say about that, uh, Mr. Bonta. Okay. <laughs> so, man, I tell you, um, guns don't kill people. It's people. You have bad people that kill people. Uh, and you know, I know it's very basic and, you know, how we say that, but, you know, that's what it is. Uh, California has a problem with prosecuting criminals. That is your problem. Uh, you're, you're, you're saying that someone can commit a crime right now in, in portions of California where it's $1,000 and you're not going to prosecute that person. Well, of course, they're going to escalate that to the next level and, and use a, you know, do something worse. They're going to graduate because you're allowing them to do whatever in your city. You're not prosecuting people. You're letting you know, people just sit, lie anywhere in the city with no, you know, no you know, just like here in Austin. You know, we yeah. have this serious homeless problem that did nothing but just create more crime in this city. And, and you're the problem, you know, because you're not, you know, holding people's feet to the fire and making them follow some type of rules and some type of laws here. Uh, you know, talking about telling people, families that they can't defend themselves and telling what gun they can use because the cosmetics of the gun, because the way the gun looks makes no sense whatsoever. Um, I mean, what do you think, Janai? Do you have an AR? You need, we need to get you an AR. No, but I, 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 um. Several months back, I fired one for the first time, and when I tried that, I, I said to myself, man, I, I can see how this is, people enjoy shooting this gun. I was at the at the range, mm-hmm. and it was really smooth. It's not I, it's not as big, it's not a no, big recoil as you, you would no, think, like a shotgun. No, I, I loved it. It was yeah. fun. I enjoyed it a lot, and yeah. I contemplated buying one. Well, but, it stands for Armalite Rifle, but I think I want to n- nickname it American Rifle. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I like that American rifle. That's what I want to call it. <laughs> All right, so uh, let let's go back. I want to talk with uh, Matt a little bit more about safer yeah. families. And you have a safe safer families firearms academy. Yeah, you guys talk about gun safety for the whole family. Uh, do you talk about what gun to use? You know, should we use a handgun? Should we use a shotgun? Yeah, can we use an AR fifteen? You know, <laughs> uh, you know <laughs> for home defense. You know, what? How do you get into that? Yeah, that's that's actually that's a great question. Uh, we do spend time talking about. Uh, about how to choose what weapons are right for you. Um, we One of our goals when people come through our classes, when we have a lot of people that come through that haven't purchased their first gun yet. And so a big part of what we do is making sure people understand the difference between calibers, between, between frame sizes, uh, between action types, what might be good for you, what might not be good for you. So that when uh, somebody goes into a gun shop to make their first purchase, uh, they they can ask informed questions, that they know what they're talking about uh, and it's it's not just, oh, you know, th- you know, this is what we're selling today. So this is good for you. I have met so many women that own 38 snub nose revolvers because that's what the guy at the gun shop told them was the best gun for them. Mm. Uh, and, you know, for for some women, that may be the right the right gun for them. For many, it's not. Uh, many women are totally capable of, you know, using a, a, a semi-automatic pistol, you know, yeah, your Glock, your I had six. a revolver and I hated it. I sold it. It's a lot it. of yeah. kick. A lot of it's kick. A lot yeah, of kick. I hated it. They're not I the easiest it. guns to shoot. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's, you know, the, quote, most reliable. Uh, but what's more reliable is teaching somebody how to work through a weapons malfunction so that in the heat of the moment, they can do it safely and efficiently. Uh, and that's that's what we that's what we do. We and usually with the revolvers, the people tend to shoot too high too because they're mm-hmm. because I, of the sights and the design. I was never, I could never hit. The, like I would go practice, and I could never be accurate. It yeah. was awful, and yeah. I thought it was me. And then someone told me that, and I switched. Yeah, to... so it's, all, it's all because of the sights. You have to understand the front sight and the rear sight, and how that 
you know, how you're supposed to look at it, and then you'll you'll hit the target. But, yeah. Not only that, too, but they're often small framed that are high recoil. You only get, you know, if it's doing a, a small snub nose, like I have a Ruger LCR, it's super snappy, double action only, tough trigger, and you only get five rounds. I mean, it's it's not ideal at all, other than, you know, usually as a backup gun, which is what it was designed for. But for a woman's primary method of defense, no, absolutely not. I have a Stig P365 is what I have. Yeah, that's a great back. it's a great weapon and uh, I'm planning on buying my fiance a P365 XL cuz it's going to fit her hand well, gives her 13 rounds and it's 9mm and it's you know. Yeah. That's that's what a woman should have and all these, you know, old guys are like, "Nope, there's a 38 snub, never do you wrong. Take it." And yeah. all these women are like, "I can't shoot this gun." No, and, just, and just be careful that spring of the the 365 is a really heavy spring. When it's new too, so people tend to cut their fingers because right. they make it so stiff. That's another well, thing we talk about is is how to break in your firearms. Yeah, uh, when you you know, I think a lot of us know that when you first purchase a gun, it's not really ready until you put at least a hundred rounds through it. And it, you shouldn't just go to the gun store, buy it, and then throw it in your safe or your nightstand and expect that it's going to save you. In an you mean it shouldn't safe. just go to the gun store, buy it, and turn around and come to class and shoot it? Immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come, come to a class immediately or just no, go right over the range and start shooting. <laughs> so, no, no oil, no nothing. I have, I have a question. Yeah. So let's say there's this family that's listening, and they haven't had a chance to go to your class and, and whatnot, and they have some guns at home, and they have children. Yeah. What would you – if there was an intruder – because I picture, you know, what you say the youngest you teach is a 10-year-old, mm-hmm. which is not very a very big child, mm-hmm. right? And I, I picture this little kid. If there was an intruder and they were the, say the, the parents were outside, whatever, and someone came in and, you know, this 10-year-old had to defend themselves, but you want to give them instructions on how to go about that, what gun would you recommend for the family to tell the 10-year-old, okay, if someone comes in and, and you need to use this gun, what's going to be the good choice? you well we we would tend to be telling families that they should be keeping guns locked up and inaccessible to kids um but you know in in this scenario let's let's assume that there is something going on and the and the kids don't have access gun that a kid can't handle either right yeah the idea idea hopefully would be that you know once a family takes our course and they have let's say they just have you know a glock 19 or something as the family firearm is that they would, after taking our course and their child learns to shoot on our 22s and everything, that beyond that, they would continue that education. They would go to the range regularly as yeah, a family, yes. and they'd all have a chance to practice on that firearm, perhaps. So what's the best firearm for a smaller child? I mean, it's, it's in, really, in that kind the of situation, situation. Would, would dictate, obviously. I mean, a 22 is probably going to be the best for most children to be able to handle effectively, but, I mean, a 380 could work, a 9mm, depending on the size and the size of the kid's hands, that could work, mm-hmm. too. It's you know, Really, it would just, it's case by case, would depend. Yeah, in that situation, any gun is better than no gun. Yeah, I think we can all sure. agree on that. I was just wondering, uh, if, yeah. you know, if, if you know, if 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 a dad travels a lot mm-hmm. and you know the the twelve year old son is there, right? You know, taking care of you know the family, so to speak. Yeah. And some there's an intruder, and the mom is, you know, wherever. Yeah. And the twelve, you you hear stories. I mean, mm-hmm. that happens. What's the best? I was just wondering what was yeah. the be- what's the best. I, I would say anything anything between you know nine millimeter on the high end and um, you know that that three eighty on the low end is you know those are always incredibly reliable rounds. Make sure that uh, you know you're you're practicing with ammunition that feeds reliably through that particular gun. Um, you know I have definitely taught kids how to use nine millimeters and they can shoot them you know pretty reliably and effectively. And you know on some smaller frame kids it might be a little more difficult for them. 
Uh, but, you know, in that heat of that moment, they could definitely do it as long as they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would say I've seen I've seen some young children from the ages of seven to 12 that shoot three gun with AR-15s. Yeah. Oh, and wow. they can handle them very well because it's basically just a little, you know, a little bit more of a 22, a bit more power behind it. And, yeah, I've seen plenty of videos of kids running three gun competitions. They have no problem manipulating an AR. So really the key is knowledge. Yeah, they, absolutely. Knowledge, knowledge, training. knowledge and training is 100%. Yeah. Yeah, people are so quick to just, you know, want to go to the store, buy the gun, and then think they can just automatically use it for self-defense mm-hmm. without practicing, going to the gun range, you know, sh- firing, you know, thousands of rounds down range and getting used to that firearm so it becomes mm-hmm. second nature. Yeah, yeah. I mean, w- th- those of us in this room, we w- – I-, I would assume that any of us can just pick up any weapon and be able to fire it. But that takes practice and training and repetition. You can't just expect – uh, somebody who's never picked up a gun before to know what to do. You know, they point down range and that safety's still on. So, and, and Matt, one more time, tell us uh, your name of your company. Yeah, so we're Safer Families Firearms Academy. Uh, you can find us online at Safer Families with an I E S F A dot com. Uh, and also, we have a promo code uh, right now for any of the listeners of today's show. Uh, when you go to check out uh, for any of our classes, if you put in "Come and Talk It," uh, you'll save fifteen percent on any of the classes. All right, as always. More guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.